Good afternoon. Welcome to 49ers After Dark Early Edition. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm Grant Cohn. Just switching it up a little bit this week, going back to our regular time next week when I'll be in Vegas, baby, Vegas. You're in Tampa, baby. Tampa, how you doing? I'm you doing good. I championship game, baby. How was that? Oh, man, the experience was phenomenal. You were showing me backstage. You had gotten a little video of me on the field holding the flag, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, you should have you should have actually said, welcome to 49ers after dark? Like, question mark? What's going on here? So early. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Jesse Naylor. <laughs> the title of the show is, Are the Chiefs Vulnerable? That'll be the last topic. We're going to build up to it. First, there's breaking news. The mm. Seattle Seahawks have hired... Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their next head coach. He essentially replaces Pete Carroll, who's a consultant in the organization. What do you think of this hire? What do you think it means for the 49ers? Well, I, first of all, I think it's the right hire for the Seattle Seahawks. I said a couple of weeks ago that if they're smart, that's who they're going to hire. He's young. He's a great defensive mind. He's coached under both of the Harbaugh's now. He did a very, very good job this year, disguised his defense extremely well. And usually when you go to a, a team as a head coach, you want to bring a player or two with you that's familiar with your system. Patrick Queen, very good linebacker, free agent. Don't be shocked if he ends up with Seattle. And when I look at Seattle and their defensive cast of characters, extremely good players all over the def defensive side of the ball. They were horribly coached. They couldn't disguise anything. They were not exotic at all. What you saw was what you got. I called it football in the 1960s is what it looked like. McDonald is the opposite of that. He will give you hell pre-snap and post-snap. I think immediately that defense becomes extremely solid, even if they don't bring over Patrick Queen. If they do bring Patrick Queen, Watch out. That that defense is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It seems like now you have two coaches in the NFC West in McDonald and Gannon in Arizona who are really good defensive coaches and have had some success against Shanahan and McVay. So I understand the hire from that standpoint. And the Seahawks seem like they want defensive coach. But my question with the defensive coach you hire always is like, who's your offensive coordinator? And with the Seahawks, who's your quarterback? Because it isn't Geno. Well, it shouldn't be Geno. It might be Geno. Right. But that's, what I meant that's, to say. that's not, yeah, that's, I don't know that that's what I would go with. Maybe they can go get Kirk Cousins or something like that. Wouldn't that be interesting if Kirk Cousins went over there? But offensive coordinator, you're right. I mean, that's going to be extremely important. We'll see where Ben Johnson, he has a, uh, a not a coordinator, but a yeah, passing game coordinator underneath him, who was basically going to be the offensive coordinator in Detroit if Ben Johnson went to the commanders like everybody thought he was going to. Well, now he's out there, right for the picking, ready to be an offensive coordinator. So does he go with McDonald? Does he go with Shanahan? Or, I mean, um, uh, Harbaugh over with the Chargers. There's so many options for him. That's somebody that they certainly could bring in and probably would run the offense at a, at a pretty high level. So we'll see who the offensive coordinator is going to be. But one thing we do know is that defense is going to be much better next year. 
were they waiting around for uh, Ben Johnson or did they from the Lions or do you think they wanted Mike McDonald all the way? They seem like they like defensive coaches. I think they wanted McDonald. I think the commanders, well, I know the commanders wanted Ben Johnson. So they, they, they got spurned by him at the last minute. And they're the last team. They haven't hired anyone yet. Not that I know of. No. Hmm. And if they want offensive coach, the top guy out there is Bobby Slowick. Yeah. Which he said he's staying as well. So it's, not going to be him. Yeah. Why do you think they're know. staying? Side note. Is that, uh, is that code for, I didn't, I think I think it's code for I want a quarterback in place that I know I can trust because you may only get one chance at this. Kyle Shanahan talked about this, how he didn't want to come to the 49ers unless there was a guarantee he was going to get a long-term deal and they would give him time because there's no quarterback in place. As an offensive mind, your your offense is only as good as the quarterback sometimes. And if you don't have that guy in place, it's a really scary proposition to go take a job as a head coach knowing that there are owners out there like the Carolina Panthers owner that will seek you out and then fire you halfway through your first season because you didn't get the job done after not drafting the quarterback that you wanted. So you have to have a quarterback in place that you, you feel like you can trust. And when you, to me, like when you're Mike McDonald, the reason they got Mike McDonald is because he's 37 mm -hmm. and okay, I'll go be the Seahawks head coach and I'll, hitch my wagon to Geno Smith. And if it doesn't work out, I'll get another opportunity down the line. I feel like it's yep. a young, uh, proud, prideful coach who would make this gamble. Like, good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, as as long as the defense is good, then he'll he'll definitely get another chance at some point. I also look at Seattle, maybe not the same way that I look at Pittsburgh because they haven't done it over and over. But the way that they allowed Pete Carroll to stick around, you you kind of got to look at them and realize they're probably going to give McDonald five years minimum before they just kick him out of here. He's going to have to be really bad to lose his job before then, I think. Yeah, it's true. I would think so. I mean, ideally, but you never they know. the worst team in the NFC West right now. Anyway, that's enough of the Seahawks. I don't like talking about yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Have the Niners been disappointing thus far? Uh, they haven't dominated a team in the playoffs yet. They, they've been extremely fun to watch, but yep. I can't help but to think what the narratives were going into the game versus the Packers versus the Lions and really the, the whole playoffs on the NFC side. I mean, the 49ers were clearly better than all the teams in the NFC. When certain matchups fell their way where they didn't have to play the Rams or Dallas, I know as a fan, I started to think like, okay, this is going to be about as easy of a, of a path as it's going to get. And I think most fans, maybe they, people's opinions change after the Green Bay game, but most fans went into Green Bay thinking, okay, the 49ers are going to win this one pretty easily. I think they were a nine and a half point favorite. Then they go into the NFC Championship, it, depending on what book, anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half point favorite. And to win both of those by the skin of their teeth by three points, yeah, a little bit disappointing. But I think with that disappointment comes maybe the best thing that could have happened for them. This was a team that was questioned all year long. Can they win a close game? Can they over, can Kyle specifically, Kyle, not Brock Purdy, not this team, can Kyle come back when his teams are down because they haven't done it 
since he has been the head coach of the 49ers. And guess what? Now they're making it a norm. They've made sure that they know they can do that. Not by design. That was not the way that they wanted it to go. But that's how it's gone the last couple of weeks. And they've done it in two very, very different situations coming from behind on a last drive, coming from behind when down huge at halftime. And now you've got to imagine that this team knows, not feels, but knows they can win games when things aren't going great for a half or so. That is definitely the glass half full silver lining of it. I mean, not even silver <laughs> lining. They won the games. They won the game. So not yeah, silver yeah. lining. But the other way to look at it is, man, they kind of escaped against two teams that everyone thought weren't in the Niners class. Now they have to play the Chiefs, who just beat the Ravens, who beat the Niners by 14. So I think... Yeah, I mean, they won the game. They came from behind. They they did things they hadn't done before. They proved that they checked boxes they hadn't checked. All good things, but man, is it fair to say they need to play like a whole heck of a lot better? Yes. Like Tom Jensen, who writes for me, also true. Um, who you may know, uh, wrote an article just today saying the Niners played for like six minutes against the Packers and thirty minutes against Detroit. There's something. There's something to be said for that. And uh, they're going to need to play 60 minutes against the, the Chiefs. Otherwise, they're going to lose. Here, here's a question. And Coach and I were talking about this today, and I think it's a great point that he brought up. Is this bye week at this time? Because w- we all agreed that the bye week coming into the playoffs should have been a good thing for the 49ers because they have some older players that seem to be wearing down for the second time this season, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. But now that they've played two games and and it's already, we've seen them twice, take a while to get going in both of these games. Is this bye week between now and the Super Bowl a good thing? Or can this maybe set them back even further and take any momentum that they may have gained in the second half of this Lions game and completely shut it out? I mean, it's something we're not going to know the answer to, but it is something, you know, worth talking about or worth wondering because. I don't know that it is a good thing this time around. I feel like, yeah, that's that's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. I do feel like their defense has been disappointing. Oh, They've been clutch, but their defense didn't play well for most of the game against Green Bay. And then they gave up 31 points um, to Detroit. They only gave up 21 to Green Bay, but I think the rain was helping a lot sort of suppress the score in that game. They're giving up 158 rushing yards a game in the playoffs, 5.6 yards per carry. Can you win a Super Bowl like that? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you can be that bad against the run. I, they have to fix this now or else they're going to lose to the Chiefs. They've been atrocious between the 20s. What saved them against Green Bay is they were able to stop them once they got to the red zone, and they made some very key stops. Detroit, they weren't able to do those same things. And that's why that game got out of hand. So, yeah, between the 20s, this is kind of a trend at this point where they're starting to do this and doing that with Patrick Mahomes as the other quarterback. You give him five, six opportunities to get to your 20, it's probably not going to end well for you. So they definitely have to figure things out. Agree. Agree. I don't want to say it's too disappointing, though. I mean, they, they just won two playoff games. They just won two games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about what the Niners' offensive game plan should be against the Chiefs. So, been watching a little bit of the Chiefs. I'll watch a lot more 
as this game starts to approach. But one thing that I really praised about the Baltimore Ravens was how they disguise things, mm-hmm. how they roll coverages, how they play almost positionless football on the back end of that defense, and how it gave the 49ers a lot of fits. You know, blitzing Brock Purdy is not normally oh, a path to success, but when the Ravens blitzed, they disguised it so well that it became an issue for the 49ers. Batted balls, turned into interceptions. And Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan seemingly were thrown off their game very quickly by that defense. Well, now I've just watched a little bit of the Chiefs. Oh my gosh. You talk about disguising coverages and confusion. Mm. That defense does it better than the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They play positionless football in the back end better than the Ravens. They have very a very, very good secondary that allows them to get exotic they will throw cover zero at you out of a too high zone look, which is unheard of. They'll roll coverages from two to one back to two. They'll show you three high and then drop into an invert. I mean, there's so many things. So for me, when I look at the game plan offensively, I don't know if you're going to be able to take a lot of shots down the field or at least do so with confidence because they are disguising things at a high clip. But one thing that I think about when I look at the Shanahan offense when it's at its best is stretching the field horizontally versus vertically. And that's what I want to see from the 49ers. You don't know if the blitz is coming, but if the blitz is coming and you've got a screen or you're stretching them at the line of scrimmage horizontally, you're going to be prepared. So I think throwing the ball near the line of scrimmage horizontally is going to be a huge key in this game. Getting Debo out in the open, and if if you happen to time it perfectly on a cover zero blitz and you're making that quick read to Debo, now Debo only has to break one tackle with Jawan Jennings and Ayuk kind of being out in front of him and, and helping him out. You can get some really, really, really big plays off of throws that are just around the line of scrimmage. So for me, I think instead of going downfield, let's stretch them out horizontally. Let's keep the offense balanced and Make sure that you're throwing near the line of scrimmage, quick throws, giving Brock Purdy his outs, and hope that it goes the best. I, I, I don't, I don't see you being able to throw over the middle deep a whole bunch in this game. It's going to be interesting to see if the Chiefs can do to the Niners what they did to the Ravens. Like they loaded the box against the Ravens, and Todd Munkin, the Ravens' offensive coordinator, kind of just gave up on the run game. Mm-hmm. Just went all pass. It, the Chiefs statistically aren't great against the run, but if they load the box, Kyle Shanahan sometimes will take what the defense gives him. So I'm curious to see, can he run the ball if the Chiefs make it their business to stop the run? Because I still think that's probably your best bet on first down against the Niners, to load the box, despite how good Brock Purdy is. So what is Kyle Shanahan's counter? How do you stay balanced if they try to take you out of your identity on first down in particular? Like, what do you do to stay ahead of the chains? And what do you do on second down? I think that was kind of an issue against the Lions at first. The Lions did a pretty good job against Christian McCaffrey in the first half. So Kyle figured it out. So you can't give up on the run. You can't let them make you one-dimensional. What are you going to do? Yeah, that absolutely. They have Baltimore ran the ball six times with their running backs. 
You're talking about a team that has led the league in rushing for how many years in a row and then all of a sudden just abandoned the run game. Now, the question is, is, is what was it that they saw that stopped them from running the ball? Was it, was there something or did they just not do? I don't know. I really don't know that I'm kind of baffled actually that they didn't run the ball. Yeah. I'm baffled as well. Anything else the Niners got to make sure about in their game plan? I mean, I think that's it, man. I think staying balanced, sticking with the run. So that means Debo and a lot, stretching right? the end team. You want the yeah, end arounds and the screens? Debo's going to have to be Debo. a huge... Debo, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Those are the three that are going to have to make big impacts in this game, I believe. Because they're the ones that are going to be around the line of scrimmage most. Uh, this might not be a good IU game. It just might not be tailor-made for him. But he can make a big difference in blocking downfield the way that he always has. So I, I think he can be a difference maker, but in a different way than what we've seen him, let's say, against the Lions. All right, let's talk about the Niners' defensive game plan. What do you think they need to do, Steve Wilkes? You know, interestingly enough, I, I think what the 49ers have done all year that has been a little bit frustrating at times is probably the best thing that you can do against the Chiefs. Uh, I... First of all, you don't ever want to go single high versus Patrick Mahomes because the moment he sees that, he's attacking. He's going to attack. And he's probably going to get you deep or draw a penalty or something. So the 49ers, the way they play soft coverages and don't blitz a ton actually is probably the best game plan here. But one thing I, I do want to see more of they have to get more exotic with that front four. They can't just continue yeah. to rush for basic. They have to do stunts and twists and, and everything they can do to try to confuse the offensive line in front of them. Because if they get no pressure on Patrick, he's going to pick them apart. Conversely, if you also blitz him and give too much pressure, he'll pick you apart. So how do you get pressure while also staying soft on the backside? Well, the only way that you can do that is to be exotic with your front four. So that's the one change I would like to see from them. But their game plan of staying soft too high, frustrating at times in this game, I think is the best thing you can probably do. Yeah. Staying too high. Agree. Okay, so that brings us to defending the run. <laughs> 49er story. Defending the run. So last week was interesting. Coming off the Packers game, you're thinking, how are the Niners going to set these edges? How are they going to stop Jameer Gibbs? And they did give up the touchdown to Gibbs around the edge and Jamison Williams on the reverse. But really, David Montgomery was the one that had the best game, and it was right between the tackles. And what was interesting about how they did that was they sort of exposed the wide nine. Wide nine's great when the Niners are winning, but when they're losing and they have to defend the run and you put out two tight ends, or six offensive linemen in a tight end. They were doing a lot of that heavy personnel. Steve Wilkes didn't really match up. He just kept throwing his base defense out there, and they got ran over. Now you got the Chiefs, who their base, def their base offense is two tight ends, Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray. They also have Blake Bell. They run the ball a lot with Isaiah Pacheco, who's a lot like David Montgomery. I'm sure they're watching the film being like, we can do that. Oh, David Montgomery averaged six yards a carry running you know, behind inside zone and split belly and duo. We could do that. And, and when the Niners, when we gash them over and over and over again and they have no choice but to put the eighth man in the box, we can actually hit them over the top unlike the Lions. Mm. So, 
I mean, I know the game comes down to more than that, but that that little aspect of it right there is big. I don't know how the Niners counter that. Like, how do you? Well, here's what they do. You have to have another front other than the wide nine if you're getting gashed by these heavy person. Like, what about a five man front? I know Wilkes used to do five stuff two. like that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, and and the interior of this offensive line, I know that Joe Tooney's probably going to be out, and he's the best of the three. But they are still very stout up the middle of this offensive line. I mean, the center, the right guard, very very good players. Tooney was phenomenal, but Allegretti is a guy who's pretty damn good for a backup, and he's a people mover himself, very athletic. So I think that they will be able to run the ball if they decide that that's what they want to do, and I think. Who can't having pa- having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback makes things a hell of a lot easier because the threat of him is terrifying. So teams naturally are just like, okay, run the ball, please. So, yeah, yeah. I do you think they're going to fix this run defense issue? I don't think that they can this quickly. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm just worried but, about the defense. Your poison. Look real quick. What, what, they gave up yeah. 31 to Detroit, 33 to Baltimore, 29 to Arizona. I'm concerned. What's up with his defense? Is it good? They have moments. It, it's yeah. It's it's good, but it's not what it was. This this is an offensive team now. It is an offensive team. I, I don't think. It's funny because I talked about that going into the playoffs last year about how I believe this team was transitioning to an offensive team with Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. And I think more so than ever, that is pretty obvious at this point. This defense just has to not get in the way of the offense almost. It's like the offense is going to put up points. They're going to put you in a position to win. Can the defense get a key stop or two? Because between the 20s, they're probably going to let a lot of big plays happen. Just getting a key stop or two and allowing the offense to outscore the other team, that's kind of the recipe right now. It sounds crazy when you look at what the 49ers have been, but that's kind of what they are at this point, I believe. To me, the Niners put the wide nine in to counter Sean McVay and the Rams like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that team was a run-first team that played out of like three wide receiver sets a lot. And they were trying to attack your nickel defense with the run game. Um, and I think the wide nine, they felt it was a good way to attack it. When you go against two tight end sets, it's just harder because they like, like they widen the wide nine even more. It seems like the best way to go against the wide nine. And Lions kind of exposed it. Wilkes has to have a changeup. And sometimes it seems like Nick Bosa won't let him. Like he's like, we're this is what we do around here. Like Wilkes. Yeah. Does he have any creative control of this defense or does he have to like run everything by Chris Kacerik and Nick Bosa? Oh, man. Does he have to ask for permission at halftime? Hey, I want to do something different. I mean, I don't know if it's that crazy, but it definitely has the feeling by listening to what everybody said and how he's talked about how I've molded to what they do and I'm doing what they're comfortable with. And it was me learning what they like to do. Okay, well. I mean, you're clearly just kind of a puppet pulling the string or having your strings pulled by the players, the other coaches, Kyle Shanahan. And this is not what you would prefer to do, but you might not have had another job. And so you took the opportunity knowing that there's good players and the defense would be good enough to potentially get you a job somewhere else. And 
yeah, I, I don't see them switching things up. If they do, credit to them, but I think this defense kind of is what it is, and they're going to play the way that they play, but we'll see. Okay, it is time to do some prize picks. Oh, I like prize picks. It is prize picks time. Hold on. It's not prize picks time yet. Now it's prize picks time. Boom. It makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Okay, Brock Purdy, what do you want to do with Brock? I don't want to do passing yards. That's played out. We could do TDs. We could do... I already did interceptions on him. I couldn't resist. But we could do like pass attempts, rushing yards. Let's do rushing yards, pass attempts. Is there a rush, rush I attempt? I think you can only do one per player. Oh. Yeah. Let's do let's do rushing yards. Okay. 12 and a half. <laughs> let's see. Smash the more, please. Easy money? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Brock Purdy, more. Love that. What do we got next? Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Four and a half receptions. How about that? More or less. I'll, I'll go with more. Again, I don't think he's going to have a big game, but he's he's going to get his. He'll get a few catches, so I'll go with more. Okay. Okay, so he's going to have five at least, according to Jesse. But I could see him having like five for 30 type of thing. I, I don't huh? see five for 90 type of situation happening. Okay. Christian McCaffrey catches five, more or less. It's right at five. God, I right feel like five. that's right where I would want to be. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hope that they go with the game plan that I just laid out. And so with that game plan, he's going to have to be a big part of the pass game. So I'm going to go with more. I like it. I'm with it. Debo. Let's see. Rushing yards for Debo. 15, 15 and a half yeah. rushing yards for Debo. More. I more. agree. More. I agree. <laughs> Can't hold anything back. It's the last game of the year. We okay. have to do some Chiefs, don't we? You do have to listen or do to we you. not? Because it's let's, the Super Bowl. We do. Because they're usually like, hey, you have to do more than one team. Let's shoot. Let's do Chiefs. Okay. Pacheco. Pacheco. If there's a .5 touchdown for Kelsey, that's almost a lock. Where's that one at? Can we add that one in there? Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. They don't have it. I guess it's too he much was, There was one up top, too, but I don't know if it was... Here, let me see. Oh, no, nothing. They mm. know better. They know better. <laughs> but that, that Pacheco one? Hold on. This one. 16 and a half rushing attempts. About more. Yeah, I like more on that one as well. More just on rushing attempts. And then... Patrick Mahomes, rushing yards, 26 and a half. More. More. He scrambles a ton in the playoffs. Let's see. So, Purdy, more on the rushing yards. Ayuk, more on receptions. Mm -hmm. McCaffrey, more on receptions. Debo, more on rushing yards. Pacheco, more on rushing attempts. And Mahomes, more. So, we just went straight more because we're optimistic. We went straight more. Yeah. yeah. Lock it in. <laughs> You want to play? Go to Prize Picks. Use promo code Cone C O H C O H N. Get that hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Sounds like a recipe to win to me. Absolutely. I don't... <laughs> 
Okay. Do not bet the way that I just did, please. No, it's the best way to do it. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, what would that mean for them? Oh, man. It would prove everything right. Every decision that they've made that has been questioned, Grant, would be proven right. Kyle sticking with Brock Purdy, calling him the real deal, thinking that he's enough to get them a Super Bowl. It would make that decision right. Trading everything that they did to go get CMC. Mm -hmm. It would make that decision right. Steve Wilkes coming from the booth onto the field. That decision's right. Trading for guys like Chase Young and Randy Gregory. All of it. And then running CMC, what we thought was a bit ragged for big chunks of the season. Everything would be proven right. Every little thing that was questioned throughout this year, all is for naught. And everything that they did all led to a Super Bowl victory. And I think, I don't know if if Kyle's legacy as far as the fan base grows, but anytime you win a Super Bowl, I mean, that's, if you want to be a Hall of Fame coach, you're going to have to have at least one of those on your resume. Probably more than that. And I think Kyle wants to not only get himself in the Hall of Fame, but somehow thinks winning would get his dad into the Hall of Fame as well. And I think that that's what he's after. So getting that that first one will help build that Hall of Fame resume that he's searching for. That's what a win yeah, would mean. I would agree. It'd be so big for him. You could look back and, and sort of blame Jimmy Garoppolo for the first loss and lost in the NFC Championship game and 2020. You could just blame him for all of that. And then mm -hmm. last year, you could say, well, maybe they would have beaten the Eagles if Brock Purdy had been healthy. I, I, that's what they kept saying. Maybe they yeah. would have. Maybe it was a fluke. And then maybe you think if they win it this year, they're the team to beat next year too. Like this is, this really is a juggernaut that could be a dynasty. Talking dynasty if they win one. Wow. The window's wide open. So yeah, it would validate so much of their narrative that they've been pushing all the, for years that, hey, you know, we're the best in the league, even though we haven't proven it yet. Just had some bad luck, some unfortunate stuff. Just wait. It would validate all that. And it would pretty much put me out of business. I would have to end my YouTube career. <laughs> I, for some reason, I don't see that happening. You know what else? You know what else it would mean? We would start to ask, is John Lynch going to stick around? And if he's not, who's the new, new general manager for this team? Because Adam Peters just walked and went to D.C., and I, I think that listening to the way that Lynch has talked, I know that he just got this massive extension, but he really wants a ring. And he's going to stick around seemingly until he gets that ring. If the 49ers do win one, does he really want to? Or does he say, all right, I've got it. I've done what I came to do. I'm going to take the easier route. I'm going back to TV. Good luck. And then who becomes the GM? And I, I think that. Wondering what happens to John Lynch is a big part of this if they do win. And I think Trent Williams, I know he said he wouldn't retire, but I mean, you're 35. <laughs> You've got a ring now. Are you sure about that? I don't know. I see what you mean. Some people could ride off into the sunset. Mm -hmm. Lynch, yeah. Trent Williams. Yep. I can see that. Uh, if they win the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy is going to get so much money in about 14 months. Oh, yeah. Deservedly so. So much money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That guy is going to be the highest paid player in the league. And he's going to be like on the cover of Madden. 
He's going to be the face. I, I already them. think he is the face no. of the uh, the NFL. I think he's. I, I, it's Mahomes. Like he's on every you know commercial and stuff, but yeah, Purdy's right there. If he beats Mahomes, he's all, he already led the league. At, I mean, the NFL and Pro Bowl voting. Become a very famous person. Oh, absolutely! But please, no Madden covers. We don't need that curse around here. <laughs> it's not no. good to be on a Madden cover. No, only no, bad things happen. <laughs> But I think you're right. I mean, I do think that he starts to become one of the faces of the NFL. Absolutely. 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 If he isn't already. All right. What would a loss mean for the 49ers? Oh, man. All the things that we just said that you can say were the right moves, you can now start to question. And I think the biggest thing becomes this team had everything go their way this year from the stance of the NFC is about as down as it's ever been, in my opinion. Football as a league is down really across the league outside of a couple teams, the 49ers being one, the Chiefs. I mean, we can even argue that this might be the worst team that they've brought to the Super Bowl. So this opportunity here, they they cannot squander it. And if they do you start to look at some of these other teams, the Detroit Lions, who didn't lose Ben Johnson, the Packers, who were the youngest team in the league, the Hawks get a new coach, the Rams were already doing well. I mean, you start to question everything. Is Brock Purdy your long-term quarterback? Is Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan ever going to win? At what point do you say, hey, this run-it-back crew of of the main cast of characters on this team, they're just not good enough to win. They're not. And you have to start stripping away at this yeah. salary before you extend and pay and and you know keep players well beyond their prime guys like Kittle, Trent Williams if he decides to stay, um Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Kyle Usechek. I mean there's so many questions that start to come into it if they lose. I mean everything that we said good about winning now becomes a negative if they lose. Yeah, absolutely. And you sort of question like the the core, the, the foundation of yep. what they're building. Because again, yep. they've been running it back since they lost the Super Bowl. And they keep saying like, yeah, we lost, but don't overreact. We have it. We have mm-hmm. the winning formula. As long as we stick with it, the luck will will break our way. Nick Bosa got held. Jaquaski Tar dropped a ball. This had not happened. But if they lose again, you start to question that like, do you really have a winning formula? Is this really a championship culture? Or do you have one thing wrong in your calculation? They'll have to answer that. Is it the quarterback? Is it the coach? Is it the defensive coordinator? What is it? Why are you guys not getting over the hump? Because is Armstead at the end? Is Hargrave at the end? Is Williams at the like? They have so many players who might be done. Yeah, and and you have to wonder, guys like Kittle, who just had a phenomenal year, I'm not saying he's washed by any means, but do you trade him a year early versus a year late? You know, what do you do with Eric Armstead? Same situation. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that they'll have to figure out if they don't win a Super Bowl. I mean, you you win a ring and you've got all the validation, and now it's like, okay, we know we can do it. Let's try to run it back and and get this done again. Smart move. But to run back a losing team that 
you thought was the best and clearly was not the best because you didn't win again, man, tough decisions start to have to be made around here because players like IU do deserve to get paid. Brock Purdy is going to get paid. And you you have to figure out how do you keep the vitality of this team long-term. And the way you do that is by getting young and by getting as many draft picks as possible to stay cheap, not by overpaying guys on the other side of 30. That's that's not what you do when you lose Super Bowls. That's what you do when you win Super Bowls, hoping you can get another one. So the opposite of what you would do if you win kind of has to happen if you lose. They'd have to shake things up. They couldn't say, let's just run it back one more time. It's, They'd have to no. really shake things up. Yeah, you're right. Like You can't continue to spend all this money on George Kittle if you can't afford Brandon Ayuk. Like you have to prioritize the younger players. And they haven't had that like that many good draft picks the last few years. So yeah. All of a sudden there'd be a ton of pressure on this upcoming draft. Without oh, ton, tons of pressure. Tons of pressure. And they can run it back, but they're not going to be anywhere near a favorite if they do. I mean, too many teams are are on the come up right now. And the 49ers seemingly would be taking a back step. I mean, the gap would be closed. That's how fast the league changes. The league changes overnight. And right now, they're in a very, very sweet spot where they're clearly the best team in the NFC. I don't believe that happens. Uh, I, I think you can even question, can they win the division if they don't win this Super Bowl? So It would be helpful if they just won it. Let's yeah, get yeah. I think that's that's probably where, where I'm preferring this goes. Yeah. Win it. Zach Rivero says key to Super Bowl win. Defense needs to step up. No turnovers. Kyle Shanahan, game management, and boombox interest to Taylor Swift song. Can 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 you ask? Taylor that would Swift, actually that would be, be pretty so funny. funny. That would be so good. I love that. I love that. Like dance the same way, but it's Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Months. Thanks, Matt. Matt says, What do you guys think about Eric Day, Hargrave, Bosa starting front four? I mean, I, I actually don't mind. I, I talked about this the other day, Matt. I mean, on first down, putting Eric as your defensive end, kind of old school to just be beefier up front to stop the run, I don't have an issue with that, personally. Now, that's not what you want on third down by any means, but on first down, why not? Why not mix it up a little bit? See if that'll help you stop the run. Yeah, what is Chase Young giving you on first down? Save him for third down, but he's given you nothing as a starter. Nothing. Sorry. I agree. But I mean, like, the clips of him trying to defend the run are, like, virally bad. Is that I went back man? and watched the All-22 just now. I think it was the second drive. Man, he just... They just pushed him out of there. It yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's alarming. Matt McEwen, thank you, Scott yeah. Carr. $1.00. $10. Everyone says Brock is small, but only an inch shorter and five pounds lighter than Mahomes. He'll get better. Lack of arm strength will get better with the real offseason. He has everything else in tangibles. I don't think that's true. Not that, not that height matters that much, but I think there's a little bit more than one inch difference. Hey, Patrick Mahomes is uh, carrying around a little bit of a, a pooch. In his belly too. Are we sure he's only five pounds lighter? Seriously, Brock Purdy, how tall are you? Six feet and like a half an inch, inch or something like that. Yeah, okay, maybe okay. Yeah. All right, all right. With Matt Mahomes, McEwen. six two. 
run the damn ball. Chief strength is in their secondary. Establish the run. Live off play action. Okay. Establish the run. Ethan M, if there's ever a time to spam the CMC button. Yeah, seriously. No, no, you want to <laughs> pay them. You got to save them for the Pro Bowl. Birdman Jr. has yeah. been a member for 23 months. Thanks. Austin, am I wrong or is Kinlaw by far our best DT? He looked like getting against Detroit. Uh, oh, Armstead didn't do a whole lot. At least in that game. He, he also shows flashes of just being mauled in the run game. Mm. So I don't know. It's tough to say. It's Nick for real, says Kyle Shanahan knows the weaknesses, but will make it difficult. Eric Jensen says, make Chiefs worry about Purdy's legs. Not on zone. Yeah. If you want to scramble, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic scrambler. He's very quick. He's, he's elusive. He has great pocket awareness. That definitely has to be used as well. And that's why we took the more on the price picks. But yeah, I just looked up Mahomes' height. I mean, he's a full 6'2", so I don't know about a half an inch shorter. More like an inch and a half. Suki Pazuki says, how bad do they miss Huff blitzing in run game? I think they, they do miss Huff. Yeah, you know, Huff wasn't, Huff wasn't playing his best ball either, but it does seem like since he's been out of this lineup, something, something isn't clicking. It, it, is it because of him? I mean, we definitely can say, well, since he's been out, it has gone kind of awry, but I don't know if it's necessarily because of him. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about that. Tony says I'm breaking out because I'm low-key a Niner fan. It's true. Man, I'm stressed. He's nervous. He's nervous. <laughs> man says gap integrity is key. Oren Burks and base got beat. Yeah. He's not Aziz Alshair, that's for sure. Or sure isn't. The coach... How do you get pressure while also staying soft on the backside is crazy, Jesse. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for somebody. I didn't, I don't read the comments as the show goes because his comments just go way too quick. I can't keep up. But as soon as I said, it, I was like, do I say pause? Nah, I'm going to let that one ride. Chris Holt says <laughs> Niners will lose due to the Chiefs playing the same game against Lamar Jackson. Purdy is great, but will not be able to win against Patrick Mahomes through the air. Yes or no? Niners will lose to the Chiefs playing the same game against Lamar Jackson. Purdy is great, but will not be able to win against Patrick Mahomes through the air, yes or no. Uh, the game plan has to be different, but if you look at the way that they deployed the game plan against Josh Allen and, and Lamar, completely different game plans, and both of them work. That's the thing. Spagnolo on two weeks is going to be a disaster, man. It's going to be so hard to pry through that defense. Drive one is going to be crucial for the 49ers because that is usually their best drive of the game. That's the scripted drive. And the Chiefs do something interesting where they kind of lull you to sleep with their first defensive drive. They'll play a lot of basic cover two just to give you the feeling that that's what you're going to get. And then after that, they start to show you cover two, but they get very exotic. So I think that first drive is going to be crucial. If they don't score on that first drive or go three and out, I don't. I think it could be a very long day for this offense too. So we'll see how that one goes. Zeus Gucci says, "Do the Lions have better weapons than the Chiefs? Better mm. weapons? Yes. Yeah, of course. Laporta, um, St. Brown, two very good running backs. Yeah, better weapons. Yes, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes, which is the great equalizer. Hold on, though. Kelsey's better than Laporta." Okay. 
Um, St. Brown's better than Rice, although Rice is pretty good. Valdez Scantling is Jamison Williams. I mean, it's probably uh, Pacheco, David Montgomery, pretty similar. They don't have Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, who freaking yeah. fumbled. Thank you, Jameer. <laughs> yeah, but Jameer is a really good player. Two rookies fumbled this this week: Zay Flowers and Jameer Gibbs. Man, two crucial fumbles by two young, up and coming, very good players. Excellent players. Matt McEwen. It kills me. We have two weeks to prepare, and we still didn't f- don't figure it out till the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> At least they figured out. We'll see, they do. They, they do. Never. Philip David Davies says rewatching the game, casting floats it deep for Purdy, delivers the throw for Goff, always floats for Purdy. Is this intentional? Well, I mean, I think a- it depends on what's happening around him too. You know, when do you, when do you add some, when do you take some off is a player behind the defender? Are they in front of the defender? And his arm isn't, is his arm is not the same as Purdy and they're being disrespectful of Purdy. That Purdy doesn't get enough respect from the announcers. Cause they, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think that he threw a lot of floaters, but that was intentional this week. Hero Winchester says, Grant Purdy's a good quarterback. He doesn't have any doubters. Also Grant in the media. He's just lucky. His interceptions prone. He's not a lead. He can't come back. He's carried by his team. He's a game manager. I literally said he's not a game manager. He's not. A game manager. <laughs> I literally did say that. Yeah. But that's a pretty funny uh, super chat. City Bird says Easy Ed and Old Man Shanahan with generational rings. Okay. Okay. Matt McEwen, we lose this game. Grant is going to make bank. I mean, either way, like they're, if they if they win a Lombardi, I think that'd be good for everyone's business. I'm not mad. But if they lose, I'll be ready. (laughs) Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. City Bird says, Grant, you staying at Lake Las Vegas with the team? Is it true that players cannot gamble even in the casinos? I would think they can't gamble. And I know they're they're staying at Lake Las Vegas. They're staying way the hell away from the Strip. And no, I'm not staying there. We're going to be shuttling out. Very smart because there are rumors of players going out before the Super Bowl last right. time and that's uh led by mm-hmm. by somebody who uh you know was supposed to be a veteran in the key edition so you know not we'll the same anymore too much mm-hmm. sauce says are the Niners now absolved from Lance Saga in August yes I mean I think that they were absolved anyways I, I think that was the right move honestly I said it all off season if you believe Brock Purdy's your franchise quarterback trade Trey Lance do not do to Brock Purdy what you did to Trey Lance don't make the same mistake twice. They did believe Brock Purdy's their franchise quarterback. They traded Trey Lance. It was the right move. Garrett Breeden says, I'm 6'3", so I'd be better than Brock Purdy and, and Patrick Mahomes. Facts. Oh, that's just factual. Facts. Yeah. yeah. I do think true. it's interesting that a lot of times a guy, like the quarterback who goes number one or number two, has to be 6'3", and has to have a, a strong arm, mm-hmm. when that's what Jared Goff had. But you watch Jared Goff, he's got the height. He's got the arm strength. He's I mean, Kyler Murray good. and Bryce Young kind of broke that mold, didn't they, as far as right. being drafted number one overall? Just, just being tall and having a strong arm doesn't mean that you're not a game manager. Jared Goff is a game manager. Brock yeah, Purdy, weak arm, short, not a game manager. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't a game manager either. No, just, absolutely not. He wishes. <laughs> Michael McCann is not need to play well himself to losses. Yeah. <laughs> Niners need to play well enough to win by 14 in order to win by three. This is going to be a tough one as Kansas City will get the refs' benefit of the doubt. You sure? Yeah. You the, the Niners often get the benefit of the doubt. They have some faces of the, of the league on this team. 
I'm not going to worry about something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's wise. City Bird says Kyle, uh, KC barely scores in the second half once off script. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I look at last week's game and how that was going. To me, to me, the way that I saw it was just don't make a mistake. Allow your defense to bring this one home because Baltimore cannot score. And the moment that they needed a big play to win that game, over the top to Valdez Scantling was pretty easy for him to do. So I don't know. Steve. Yeah, uh, it's the Chiefs, man. They've been together a while. They can do anything. It's scary. LZ says, Hi, Grant Lawrence, Conan Jesse. <laughs> hey, LZ. <laughs> to me, I feel like the Niners probably would have preferred to play the Chief, the Ravens because they, they outgained, they played the Ravens, they outgained the Ravens. They could tell themselves they're better than the Ravens if they don't turn it over five times. And Lamar Jackson, is inconsistent in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is the best. Scary. Well, and I think seeing Lamar Jackson a second time is an advantage. Yeah. No question. Grant, if we win, the Chiefs are terrible. That's true. <laughs> I that. Matt McEwen says we lose. Better buy stock into suppers. Supers. Supers. I'll need, I'll need therapy through CC on YouTube. I got you, man. <laughs> I got you. Matt McEwen says also, Grant, you missed my super about Bosa. <laughs> Okay, got that one. Got that one. Bosa needs a career game. Take Kelsey out of the game with possible cloud coverage and wrap the F up. It's so hard to take Kelsey out of the game. He's People have tried. Impossible, yeah. No one has succeeded. Impossible. All right, last topic. Are the Chiefs ripe for the picking? Are Is this the worst Chiefs team that's been to the Super Bowl? Well, I... I th- I think when you add in the injuries, they have some major injuries on this team, Grant. Two key defensive linemen are out for the season. Uh, Derek Nottie was a guy who really helped them in the run game. Big guy up the middle. He's out. And this is a team that already struggles stopping the run. Charles Amenahu, rotational player, we know all about him. He was suspended the first six games, I believe, of this season. Still had a very, very productive year. Big loss for them, torn ACL. Then you've got Joe Tooney on the other end, who is their best offensive lineman. He's been on many Super Bowl teams with the Pats and then also the Chiefs. Very good player. He's now probably not going to play. And this team isn't as explosive as they have been in the past. So for me, again, sometimes things line up to your benefit. And that's what's happening with the 49ers. I'm not saying that the 49ers are absolutely going to win because of these things, but the Chiefs are about as ripe for the picking as they're going to get. If you can't beat Patrick Mahomes now with seemingly no weapons, Kelsey who's aging, an offensive line that's missing their best player, a defense that's missing two very key players on the defensive line, are you ever going to beat Patrick Mahomes? Is it possible? Buffalo couldn't do it. The Ravens couldn't do it. Two very good teams with very good quarterbacks. The 49ers can't do it. I don't know if it's ever going to be done. Like This guy might not ever lose a Super Bowl again. I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes ever if they win this Super Bowl. So I think they're about as ripe for the picking as they can be uh, with having a guy like Patrick Mahomes at the helm and Andy Reid as the head coach. 
Yeah, you figure like this is the weakest version of them they're going to be. Next year, they'll be better. I mean, yeah. whenever I think of the Chiefs from the season, I just think of Mahomes being really frustrated, coming mm -hmm. off the field, punting, yelling at someone. Mm -hmm. And they haven't done that in a few weeks. But yeah, like they are missing a lot of players. It doesn't seem like you'll have a better opportunity to beat them. So this, is, this would be the year still. They still seem really good. I mean, what they've done in the AFC playoffs going on the road, beating those teams is extraordinary. They, they've been much more dominant in the playoffs than the Niners have been so far. Oh, they've been more impressive. I mean, the path to, to get here, first of all, they had to play three games. They were never, I mean, none of those games were ever in doubt. When, were, when did you ever think that the Bills were going to win that game, the Ravens or, or Miami were going to win those games? Never, mm -hmm. never. Once the mm -hmm. game started, it was like, okay, the Chiefs are the better team. And, and somehow they did it this last week without all the guys I mentioned. And Willie Gay didn't play. And he's their disguise or, or, or their guy that they deploy against running quarterbacks. He's the spy. He went out against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, they were still able to contain him for the most part. They were still able to contain Lamar Jackson. And now he should be back. The other guys are still going to be out, but he should be back now. I mean, man, th this team is very good. And defensively, they're going to be in the game. It's going to be a close game. And if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball last, I don't I don't like that at all. I do not like the 49ers' chances if Patrick Mahomes has a chance to go win a game with the ball in his hands. That's a disaster. So hopefully the 49ers can spread this game out, get about a 10-point lead, and then hopefully ride it to victory. Make it a little bit of like question. 10 for Shanahan. I got Go a bonus question since I'm a jerk. Yeah. Are the 49ers <laughs> you're picking? Like, it seems like they're walking into this Super Bowl with the weakest defense they've had in a while. I expect they're going to fix this defense. They're going to get Talanoa back next year. It'll be Steve Wilk's second year with the team. But right now, they can't stop the run at all. It's concerning. And this. The Chiefs can run the ball. I feel like that's a big vulnerability that the Niners normally don't have. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know that that necessarily improves next year. But what I can say is, this is the healthiest team I think I've ever seen from the 49ers this deep into the playoffs. This team is extremely healthy. And this offense is very, very good. You've got four mm -hmm. players on this offense, Grant, that went for over a thousand yards. I mean, that is something that may never be done again. I mean, that's extremely hard to do. And they did it. So is this offense going to be better next year? I don't know about that. So for me, I don't know that they're ripe for the picking. You're as healthy as you can get right now. It's true. Eric Armstead isn't quite himself. True. Chase Young, maybe they'll have someone better than him next year. Maybe they'll have someone better than Ambry Thomas next year. But other than that, this is their team. Yeah, and there's no there's no guarantees on that. There are no guarantees that you are better on, on those positions. Grant, I, I want to say this. I, I don't. I doubt you remember because I didn't remember. But remember before the season where we were doing our bold predictions? Mm -hmm. You remember that show? Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the bold predictions I had at the time was Kittle, CMC, Ayuk and Debo would all go over a thousand yards, and they did. Somebody pointed that out to me. I didn't remember that, but uh, shout out to you for pointing that out. <laughs> Good job. Thank you for getting it right. Papa Phil, 
Third and Juwan, more like third and Ambry. Yikes. Oh. Ooh. Niner not a bot. Says, y'all forget that Niners lost to the Chiefs 44-23 last year with the same roster with Robbie Gold and Purdy through a pick in garbage time. I don't forget you that. Did. No. I don't forget that. That, that did that, Okay, hold on. Hold on. That is ripe for the picking. If the 49ers have to make a big kick, let, let's let's say the 49ers are down by one. They get the ball back with three minutes. Chiefs defense is very good. I I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, that you shouldn't expect necessarily a touchdown. But the 49ers are moving the ball. Brock Purdy gets them in position, gets to the, let's say, the 31-yard line. And now all of a sudden you got a 48, 49-yard field goal with one second left. Do you feel good about that? No. I don't. That's going no. wide right. That's going wide right. It, it just is. And if I'm wrong, I'll I'll happily be wrong because the 49ers won a Super Bowl. But I think that's going wide right. I, I mean, everything he hits kind of drifts to the right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't trust him. Me neither. Me neither. I don't trust it, him at all. It took him exactly one kick to miss his first kick in the playoffs. And Gold has never missed a kick, ever. That's true. Good point. City Bird says, Chiefs in four of the last five Super Bowls, Niners in four of the last five NFC Championship games. I thought NFL was all about parity. What does this matchup say about the league? I like this question. It's a very, very good question. Uh, it says that dynasties are still possible. Dynasties are still possible. It says there's a lot of bad coaches in the NFL, and these are two good ones. It says there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL, too. Yeah. Quarterback play is not great. I mean, outside of the top 12-ish, quarterback play is not good in the NFL. No, it's not. It really ain't. Gene J. Wilkes better number show up. One? He's our number one liability. More than Moody? You sure about that? I don't know about that. I think Wilkes yeah. has done it. I, Wilkes to me, say what you want, but I thought the team was in position to make plays last week and they missed a ton of tackles. Fred Warner for the first half, I thought looked really bad. Mm. He couldn't tackle anybody. No. He had a Monroe St. Brown. They threw to a Monroe St. Brown four yards short of the sticks and Warner was right there and just completely whiffed him, got like a finger on him. How does that yeah. happen? Lyle Bulliard says the Niners can run the ball in the Chiefs and don't play zone. That's what the Ravens did. Um, don't play zone. Well, that's what the 49ers do. They're they not going to just play man all of a sudden. No, most likely. Not. Probably not. There's a nap time for me. What are you doing the rest of the day? Uh, it's 5 o'clock here. You know how they say it's 5 o'clock somewhere? Well, it's 5 o'clock here, Grant. Going out to dinner with the family. Let's go. <laughs> Have a good time, man. Thanks right, for man. watching, Thank everyone. You. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy your evening.